Hey hackers, this is the Bug Hunter podcast by Pentesterland, the podcast for Pentesters and bug bounty hunters. We tackle technical questions and inspirational topics to help you develop both a hacker skill sets and mindsets. Welcome to episode 5. I'm your host Miriam and the title of this episode is Recon Workflow and Out of the Bug Thinking in Day-to-Day Life. The two segments I have today are favorite hacks on how to create your own recon customized workflow and favorite life hacks on thinking out of the box in life in general. As usual, half of this episode is not technical. It's about cultivating a different mindset that will help you in life and thus in hacking too. Also, the transcript for this episode is on pentaster.land slash podcast under episode number 5. You will find this show's transcript, including any links and tools I mention. Favorite hack segment. Some time ago, I sent an email to people subscribed to Pantasero.land asking them for help. I was in the process of creating this podcast and needed to know which issues related to pentesting and bug bounty my readers struggled with to address re- relevant topics. One of the questions I got is from Jan Mazari. He said, I would really appreciate insight into specific workflow of best bug bounty hunters, something specific, example, start recon tool on scope, use the product for 30 minutes, gather javascript from crawl and spider, gather all S3 buckets and start enumeration, etc. Not sure if that is possible, but it would be awesome if you could find someone willing to share it. Thanks again and Merry Christmas. Yes. It dates back to Christmas. But I try to answer everyone even if it takes some time due to an overloaded calendar. And I think the question of hacking workflow is timeless. So thank you, Jan, for this question. I appreciate that you took the time to formulate and share it. Before answering you, I want to talk a little bit about workflows, what they are, and why they're so useful for web app testing. Then we'll get into why you won't find a perfect one that's ready to use, where to find information on what successful bug hunters are doing, and how you can create your own workflow. Whether you do your recon and testing manually or with automation, you need to have a base workflow to follow. The reason is that there are so many tools, tests, and sources of information. If you're not organized, you will run tools and do tests randomly, forgetting some of them, and you will eventually miss something important that would have given you a bug. But I'm not talking here about a checklist. A workflow is like, or flowchart is like an algorithm. It starts with an input, like the target's name or domain. You run some tools or tests to get a specific piece of information. Then you take the results and feed them to the next tool or test. For example, you run a set of tools to get subdomains. Then you pass the subdomains list to another set of tools to test for things like code misconfigurations, directory brute force, subdomain takeover, etc. If you want to see what this looks like in practice, head to pentester.land slash cheat sheet. The entry compilation of recon workflows is a collection of recon flowcharts I found online. It will give you an idea of what you need to create for yourself. You can see that this is different from checklists or mind maps. For the little story, I created a custom recon tool a while ago. It automates repetitive steps like domain and subdomain enumeration, getting DNS information, port scanning, taking screenshots, testing for some vulnerabilities and more. The tool did a lot of different things and it had three different modes 
fully automatic, semi-automatic and manual. So I use the mind map to visualize all the different steps and tools is called. But the mind map format didn't work well for me. The first version of my tool was way too complicated. Tried to do too many things from the start and the mind map format didn't help clear my thoughts. I ended up adding links and notes all over the place. The workflow format was perfect for simplifying my testing process. I used the dedicated software that doesn't allow for taking notes or adding links. All you can do with it is draw a workflow like the ones on my compilation of Recon workflows. This forced me to rethink my testing process, simplify it, and make sure to understand what kinds of inputs a tool needs and all the different outputs it can give. This was a great first step for better automation of my Recon. So I highly encourage you to draw a flowchart of what you are doing right now when you are testing web apps. It is the best way to get clarity on what is missing, what can be improved, and how to automate it all. Now that you're sold on workflows, where can you find one? I'm convinced that no one will share the complete recon or testing workflow unless maybe your BFFs or if you're paying them a ton of money. Honestly, I didn't find one really complete recon on or testing workflow out there. The reason is simple. If a hacker tells everyone what they are doing to differentiate themselves, they will lose the edge. People like Nahamsek and Jason Haddix are very generous and share a lot about the recon process, but I think that many techniques are still missing from their methodology, either because they truly don't want to use them, or because they didn't have the time to evaluate them, or because new techniques and tools are published all the time. So the methodology must be often updated. So why would you just copy someone else's process and maybe deprive yourself from something interesting that could help you find bugs. As a bug hunter or, or pen tester, you want to copy what successful hackers are doing, but take it as your bare minimum. Then try to find new ways to distinguish yourself, like new techniques that no one is talking about, or that you have to dig deep into an interview to hear a small hint about. It's what will allow you to find unique results, whether it's new endpoints or bugs that others are missing because they're all doing the same kind of recon process. So Jan, I'm not interviewing any famous bug hunter for this podcast, but even if I did, they would only give you some pieces of their workflow and you would still need to do the additional work of reading everything you get your hands on to complete that workflow. Any bug right Meetups, tutorials, AMAs, tweets, etc. are sources of information that are already public and can inspire you to add tests and tools to your methodology. Compared to other industries, there is already a lot of free valuable information shared across Twitter and blog posts on recon, automation and testing methodology. Things change so fast in this field. New tools are released all the time that outperform the previous tools or introduce new techniques, new conference talks and interviews also present new ideas that you want to incorporate as quickly as possible to your flow so it's a good idea to get into the habit of consuming all the information that you find out there and build your own customized unique flow that's why i didn't contact any hackers for their 
insights on this, like I did for the last podcast. What I suggest is pick a tool for drawing diagrams. The one I use is DIA, D-I-A. Another good one is draw.io. There are many other tools, both online and offline. Just pick one. That's step one. Step two is draw a flowchart of what you are currently doing. What do you usually start with? A domain, an organization name? What do you do next? Run AMAS, run MathDNS, NMAP. Include all the tests and tools you use. Step three is look at what other people are doing and improve your own workflow. Step four is rinse and repeat, meaning continue tracking what others are doing and improving your workflow. This is my answer to you, Jan. If I do interviews or AMAs in the future, I will still try to convey your question to hackers I interview. But for now, my advice for you is that your question is already answered. The answer is just scattered across the internet. Very few hackers share their whole process, but a lot of them share bits and pieces that you have to pay attention to find. You have to organize your notes. Drawing your workflow is a great way for that. And pay attention to what's already shared out there. Pay attention to the details. Consume existing interviews, AMAs, podcasts, blog posts, tweets. And you will get the information you need and maybe be even new ideas. To help you get started, I will share a recon cheat sheet on the blog next week. It will be a list of articles, tools and references for recon. Basically, a lot of information on what other bug hunters are doing. Until then, start your homework, draw a flowchart of your recon and testing process. Here is a tip for that. Use different geometric shapes in your diagram. For example, if something is an information like subdomains, IPs or open ports, use a parallelogram. If it's an operation, like running a tool, use a rectangle. If it's a test, use a different shape too. This will make the flowchart easier to read. Also, here is an example of a set of recon steps based on what I've seen shared by other hackers and what I do myself. It's not complete, but this is the bare minimum that you can do. Enumerate domains, enumerate subdomains, resolve subdomains, test for cores, test for subdomain takeover, scan for open ports, make a list of web apps, do network tests on non-HTTP ports, take screenshots for visual identification, run web app scanners on the list of web apps, run CMS scanners, do files and directory brute force, enumerate JavaScript files, get secrets and new endpoints from JavaScript files, look for known vulnerabilities based on identified service and library versions, do parameter brute forcing, GitHub recon, test for AWS misconfigurations, and Google dorking. A lot of bug hunters automate most of these steps, and while their custom tool is running on target, they manually browse the app, use all features, get to understand them, then start testing for vulnerabilities. But that's not how everyone operates. Every hacker is unique. Some prefer to focus on one feature or one type of vulnerability at a time. Others look for any kind of bug. They do a first pass to understand it and find low-hanging fruits, a second and third pass to find less obvious bugs. So read everything you can, but your true answer on what your recon and testing process will look like will only come from you actually testing apps and seeing what works for you. I hope this segment helped get a better grasp of this whole workflow thing. Keep an eye on pentester.land for next week's recon cheat sheet. Between that and the five hacking newsletter, you have more than enough information to build 
your personal life testing workflow. FYI, I will start doing one podcast every two weeks instead of every week. Burnout has snuck upon me again, so I have to slow down. If you have any questions or suggestions for this podcast, send us a DM or email. I'm always happy to hear from you and answer your questions, even if it takes time sometimes. Personal growth segments. I'm a rather atypical person. Wherever I go, I stand out. Not for the sake of being different, but because I'm not actively trying to fit in. I've never wanted to fit in, even as a teenager. Social pressure, facilitated by the need to fit in, is what leads a lot of people to do things they don't believe in just to avoid standing out, to avoid being the one who's different than everyone else. That's how some very young people start smoking or drinking. That's why some students get into professions they dislike to satisfy their parents' view of what is a socially acceptable job. Of course, there is no absolute right or wrong in this life. Sometimes doing a job you're not passionate about is really your only option to survive. Sometimes following your passion like full-time bug hunting isn't a good idea or it is but it's just not the right timing. But only you get to decide, no one else. Others can and should advise you, but not impose their choices on you. I truly believe that the only way to be happy, content with your life and have inner peace is if you develop independent thinking. There are important questions that define your life, your ultimate goals, your day-to-day job, hobbies, life, routine. These are questions that define how you interact with other people, if you love yourself, if you will have any regrets when you are dying. These questions must be formed and answered by you and only you. Despite social pressure, especially the pressure that family and parents put on you, you are the master of your own life. You are the one who makes the decisions. Do not let fear of disappointing or shocking others define your questions and answers to life. Because a lot of time people are shocked or offended at first and then get used to change, especially if they see that you are happier. This topic is very dear to my heart because I come from a conservative family. Change and different thinking weren't encouraged. Innovative ideas and principles were often considered harmful. Being different felt like a failure. And this is wrong, because your difference is what makes you unique. It's what gives you the power to do things differently and maybe change the world, produce something that no one else could have done. So even though I was always questioning things, I ended up keeping it to myself. For years, I wanted to make so many changes, but didn't in order to avoid stirring any trouble. So here are six ideas that I've implemented these last few years. Next week, I will give six more tips on the same topic. I prefer to split this segment across two episodes to avoid overloading you with information. These tips or ideas have helped me a lot develop independent thinking and face any resistance I got. The first one is think big. Challenge yourself. Push your limits. You are capable of so much, more than you realize now. A lot of time, People undermine themselves by thinking too small. You will hear things like, I'm too old or too young, or I can't learn this and change career now if only I was younger, or I'm not smart enough, or this is never going to work. Sometimes you don't think this, but other people will tell you, you're not smart enough. What, you? Creating a new business? You're not a good pen tester. You can't find squats. 
You can do bug bounty, just leave it alone and do a real job. This kind of small thinking can lead to burying any hope of change, defying odds and undertaking unique visionary endeavors. Steve Jobs was a great example of an out-of-the-box thinker. Here is what Apple once said. The crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently, they're not fond of rules and have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. I agree with this a thousand percent. I am a firm believer that everything can be changed. Every shortcoming can be worked on and improved if you truly want it. Any one of us has the potential to change the world. There is no place for self-limiting beliefs. This is important to internalize. Do not let people or your pessimistic inner voice dictate what you can and can't do. Challenge yourself. Think big. Even if you don't know how you will achieve a goal, it doesn't mean that you can't try. Define your unrealistic, completely crazy goal and you will figure things out as you go one after the other. My second principle on out-of-the-box thinking in life is thinking goes hand-in-hand with action. It is not enough to use your head, you have to act. This applies to both life and hacking. The reason is that by acting on a new idea, you get feedback, real-life experience, which is the only way to review your idea, improve it and advance. For instance, Let's say you read about healthy eating. You form the conviction that junk food is bad for you and you want to change your eating habits, but you don't know where to start because there are so many conflicting opinions amongst doctors and also in your own family. The best way, in my opinion, is to do some research or consult a professional, choose something you want to try, like plant-based eating or paleo, and do it for a few weeks. The experience you get will help you understand how your body reacts and figure out what works for you. You can't arrive to the same conclusions and find your truth just by reading what others say about it. Also, you will always meet people who will try to discourage you from the path you choose. So the only way to distinguish good from bad ideas is by testing and figuring out yourself. This is a virtuous circle. New ideas must be followed by action and action provides the experience to review your ideas and improve them. My third principle is it gets easier with practice. Thinking is an activity that gets easier and easier with practice and not everyone does it, believe me. Intellectual laziness is a thing. That's why whole communities end up with weird, ridiculous beliefs. Out-of-the-box thinking applies to everything, not only hacking. Do you practice your religion because your parents did the same way or because you truly believe in it? Do you eat the way you do because it's how everyone around you is eating or because it's what is best for your body according to science and your own experience? Are you living your life according to your own definition of success or are you chasing someone else's dreams? My third idea is go live abroad. Living alone for some time and traveling can really help you get to the bottom of who you are and what makes you happy or not, which kind of person you want to be. It can help you arrive to some conclusions that are not mainstream and might be considered out of the box different. Being surrounded by people who resist your change or your different aspirations can deter you from following them 
and keep you living inside that normal common bubble where most people live. Traveling and going away on your own personal adventures, even for a few months, can help tremendously. Had I not lived abroad as a student, I would have never gone off meat and sugar, beat bulimia, and I wouldn't have found my own answers to important questions like which religion I believe in, which principles I want to live by, and the kind of person I want to be. My fifth tip is get exposed to what others are doing. Traveling abroad, even as a tourist for short periods of time, makes you discover new different cultures and realize that it's okay to be different. Being vegetarian in Morocco is really weird and discouraged, but it's common in big parts of India. Reading about other people's life hacks, life philosophies, and creative solutions to common problems will help you broaden your horizon. It even makes you smarter according to research. You'll find in the show's transcript a link to a BBC article mentioning new research on flexible thinking. This paragraph from the article is a great summary of the findings. When people are exposed to a more diverse group of people, their brains are forced to process complex and unexpected information. The more people do this, the better they become at producing complex and unexpected information themselves. This trains us to more readily look beyond the obvious, precisely the hallmark of creative thinking. This applies to hacking too. The more write-ups, articles and research you read, the more ideas you will have. Many times hackers read about an existing attack and adapt it to create a variant. For example, Vilnano found a $10,000 bug on Facebook by uploading a corrupted GIF file which caused memory disclosure. He got the idea from Gphobe, a tool for exploiting a similar image magic bug. Musicians do this too, all the time. I was listening to a podcast about creative thinking, it's the Art of Manliness episode 432, How to Achieve Creative Success. It explains that creators, especially musicians, are the biggest consumers of culture and imitation is a huge part of their creative process. My sixth and last tip for today is do your own research. It is easier today thanks to the internet. We have access to so much valuable information, research, reviews and feedback from literally millions of people on on any topic or product. So do your own research, think, experiment, and don't pay attention to what others think. I've read a lot about healthy living and eating, and I made radical changes that were unheard of where I live. I got a lot of resistance from my close family, but I didn't care because they have been brainwashed by all the lobbies, industrial giants, and doctors that don't know what they're talking about or are only after our money. And it's only now that the same people are starting to realize that they were lied to about pretty much everything. Milk, sugar, meat, flour, organic versus non-organic food, drugs, etc. If your thoughts are backed by science or common sense, don't let anyone convince you to do otherwise. That's it for this segment. I hope you found these tips or principles interesting or at least a comfort if you are uh, different in any way and others are making it a hard time for you. Bonus segment. Before wrapping up, I want to share a cartoon I've seen on Twitter. It's the ultimate answer to the question, where do I start? What should I study? It's better seen than explained, so just open this podcast transcript on the blog and you'll find it. For some reason, it makes me laugh every time I see it. And the next time one of you asks me how to start something, this will be my response. 
That's it for today guys, I hope you found this episode interesting, I would love your feedback if you did, stay tuned in for more tips on how to think out of the box in the next episode and send us any question that you have either by DM on Twitter at twitter.com slash pentesterland or send us an email to contact at pentester.land. Thanks for listening to the Bug Hunter podcast, please share with your friends and colleagues, like, subscribe and comment. See you next time, keep on hacking.